Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. All right, my friends, we're back. It's the Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Chapter 3.6. As always, brought to you by my bookie. It's the safest place to play. Quickest payouts in the business. I mean, after a weekend like we just had, you want those quick payouts. Again, check them out, myboogie.ag. Boomer is back with us this weekend. And like I said, it was a hell of a weekend, Boomer, was it not? Oh, yeah. I just uh, I pray that the people that are listening this week also listen last week because they're a hell of a lot richer this week. That's right. There will be no anthem <laughs> talk on the Deep Fried Bets podcast tonight. Um, but like I said, everyone, welcome back. It's the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Last week, Boomer, 10 and 6, getting his overall record of 34 and 28 on the year. Me, 11 and 5, up in it over 500 finally, 32 and 29. And let me tell you, folks, it's there to stay. 32-29 versus 34-28. Don't really know how we got off base there, Boom. But uh, successful weekend. Are you ready to do it again this weekend? Oh, yeah. You know, you got to keep the momentum going. I think there's a bunch of winners that are hanging out there. You know, a little bit of, little bit of value play, especially in the NFL. So, uh, just ready to get the main train rolling again. Yeah. So, um, forgot to mention earlier, but we got a great interview with uh, Brett Ciancia from uh, pick6previews.com. Uh, really good college football insight. Talk a little gambling, too. So we'll get to that here in just a second. Um, but as always, we're coming at you hot with some NFL, some college football. We've been killing it on NFL, by the way. So y'all check us out on Twitter at Deep Fried Bets. Give a lot of exclusive plays Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're all over the place as usual. Uh, we'll get to our college football games first. Then we'll shift over to the NFL games. Then, obviously, we'll get to the vault and the Stone Cold Steve Austin lack of the week. But like I just said a minute ago, we got the great interview with Brett Ciancia from uh, Pick6Previews.com. So we'll go ahead and get to that now. All right, folks, we'd like to welcome Brett Ciancia from Pick6Previews to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Again, Brett's coming to us tonight from the uh, Pick6Previews. You can check him out on Twitter at Pick6Previews or uh, Pick6Previews.com. Um, you know, the triple option podcast, as guys do. Um, we've got a lot of good content to cover tonight, college football. Um, Brett, thanks so much for joining us. And tell us a little bit more about Pick 6 Previews. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast, Blake. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I'm not never going to pass up a chance to talk football, as you know. Um, yeah, so a little bit about Pick 6 Previews. Uh, we launched our site in 2012 as a college football preview website, uh, similar to the ones you'd see on newsstands. Uh, but over the last five years, we've beaten all of those news, uh, we've beaten all those magazines, newspapers, and websites uh, to finish as the most accurate BCS Power Five preview in America uh, since 2012. And uh, we've taken uh, a talent to a podcast as well, similar to this one. Uh, so if you love previews and gambling takes, uh, it's the Triple Option Podcast. But you can follow us at Pick Six Previews, like Blake mentioned. Awesome! Yeah, well, everyone, go go check that out for sure. Um, so, like you said, mainly or your big focus is on like college football season previews. Um, how you doing so far on those? Uh, well, Florida State was one of our playoff picks. That's yeah. out the window already. Yep, same here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, that was kind of a consensus nationwide. <clears throat> uh, one of my takes was I had Washington coming out of the Pac-12 uh, over USC, which was the consensus opinion <clears throat> across the nation. Uh, everyone picked USC at that Rose Bowl. You know, they got that bull bump, that hype. I kind of right. caught it out a little bit. Uh, I was close there. Texas almost knocked them off for me, but it looks like uh, USC survived to see another day. Yeah, I, was, uh, I wasn't quite as high on USC either. I thought that, yeah, like you said, that Rose Bowl hype. Darnold might have been getting a little too much love as we're seeing now. But um, let's talk a little bit about last week. So checking it in, you went, I saw 18-2 and two on y'all's picks last week. Uh, big one with that Oklahoma State TCU game, right? Yeah, it was a great week for us. Um, yeah, so like Blake mentioned, we put out this helmet board. It's, um, you know, the 20 best matchups of the week, and we pick a winner for each game. Uh, that's not so much Vegas-related. That's just straight-up winners, and we mm-hmm. went 18-2 and two winners. But, yeah, we called the TCU-Oklahoma State upset. I said coming in that it was going to be two things. It was going to be ball control, and it was going to be impact plays by Patterson's defense. 
Uh, in terms of ball control, yeah, TCU, they owned the pace of the game. They, they slowed uh, Rudolph and Oklahoma State down and held the ball 40 minutes compared to 20. So they kind of took the, the, the high octane out of Oklahoma State. And then for impact plays, uh, the 4-2-5 match zone defense, they created four turnovers off of Rudolph and the, and the Pokes. So, uh, and then lastly, uh, Kenny Hill was just invincible on third downs. Uh, they would fall into these third mediums, but he got them out of it every time for TCU. So just consistent conversions, and they made the stops when they needed to, and, and TCU uh, looked like a better team. Yeah, do you think that's something like the TCU defense Patterson and them had drawn up for Oklahoma State? Do you think that's something that other teams can model going forward, or is that kind of more personnel thing that TCU had an advantage on that most other teams want? I think it'll be trying to be mimicked, but um, no, this has been Patterson's calling card ever since he's been at TCU. It's kind of been their the program mantra. It's been this strong secondary, and it's kind of unique to what they run. It's called the match zone, where and he's been quoted as saying this, where most offenses come out and say they take what the defense gives them. Patterson words it as as on defense, they take what the offense gives them. They adjust their their coverages, their matchups based off of the routes, based off the personnel the offense comes out and it shows. So it's super complex. That's why they tend to they, they tend to be strongest when they're a very veteran group. And in fact, I think this year them and Oregon are the two most experienced rosters in America. So he it kind of takes a while to implement the the complexities of it. Okay. So I don't know about if uh, week to week if another team can mimic that, but it's certainly a template to use. Okay. So so you don't really see Oklahoma State being a, a potential fade candidate right away. Yeah, I think that they'll probably trip up one or two more times It's because they don't have the defense of their own. It's kind of hard to pick a team to win a shootout every week. It's, it's going to crack eventually. Right. You know? All right, so that was a little bit uh, last week, like you said, the Oklahoma State-TCU game. You all had good 18-2. and two, That's really impressive. So now we got to get to exactly, some uh, – Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we got to get talk a little bit about this week. Uh, you know, one of the bigger matchups, kind of surprising on that Friday night, is uh, Washington State versus USC. Have you had a chance to really dive into that game much yet? Absolutely. This one, uh, I, I said to Blake before I came on, that I had three, uh, my three strongest plays for Vegas this week, and, and actually this is one of them. Um, this one opened up, I think it was opened up around six yeah. or five and a half, but it's been heavy money on Washington State and driving it down to a, a three and a half, I think, currently. Uh, USC favored by three and a half, that is. But I'm against the crowd here. I, I think USC is going to cover and cover handily. Um, Washington State... To be honest, it's easy to get caught up in their record and just think about the passing, the gaudy passing stats. But once you dig deeper, um, you know, they haven't played really a top 50 team yet. I know Boise started in that tier, but after getting their doors blown off by UVA, I think uh, that Boise win loses a little bit of luster. But I went back and watched that Boise State, Washington State tape, and uh, Washington State was actually down 31 to 10 with 10 minutes left. Boise was dominating them. Uh, and actually, Mike Leach pulled Luke Falk out of the game and benched him right after he had set the school record of passing. So, wacky game. They ended up mounting a huge comeback. But this Washington State team could easily have a loss already. So, uh, I'm definitely um, pretty confident that USC is going to cover the field goal spread. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was a little surprising to see so many folks on Washington State. Um, so, other really, I guess, big matchup of the weekend is where game day's at. you got Clemson and Virginia Tech. Uh, what, what are you thinking on that one? Yeah, this one's going to be nice. I mean, I, I love seeing uh, Lane Stadium at night. Right. Um, I've actually never been for a night game. I went down 2009 when Nebraska played there as a day game. But uh, I just, you know, from watching on TV, as, as you know, it's just electric at night. So I think that definitely helps. But I think it's all Clemson this time around. Um, you know, they're, they're battle-tested. You saw them manhandle the Auburn offense, do the same to Lamar Jackson a week later. And, yeah, people were a little bit concerned about They came out and, you know, sleepwalked for a couple quarters against B.C. Uh, last Saturday. They poured it on in the fourth quarter, and I think that actually will, will serve well for this team. It's a younger team. I think that will help ground them and refocus them after the two big wins I would mentioned. So I think they're going to come in, you know, fully focused and motivated and, and really take it to this team. Okay. So you think Clemson big in this one, huh? Yeah, I think Clemson covers. I think it's, what is it, touchdown spread? Yeah, I think it's seven, um, seven I think they half. cover that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so those are two of the bigger matchups of the weekend. And like you said, you got a, got a couple more for us and um, might not be as the bigger matchups, but what are your thoughts on those games? Let's hear about them. Yeah, so each week we get 
tons of tweets and texts that saying, you know, who, who should I put the money on? And like I say, it's not always uh, my, my, my strongest opinions aren't always in these primetime matchups. Um, it's sometimes off the grid kind of games that I see the lines and they don't really add up, you know. So I found one uh, kind of off the grid. It's Arizona State uh, versus or Arizona State at Stanford, and I think Arizona State's getting 17. And I just think that's unbelievable. I would have put it around the score, maybe like a, a toss-up 50-50 game. Um, Stanford, uh, coming into this year, all the talk was about Christian McCaffrey leaving. I thought that was kind of a lazy headline. Uh, the, the real issue, I thought, would be replacing Solomon Thomas on the, right. in the defensive front there. And that's held true. They're actually 105th in rush defense. I don't know if we've oh, wow. ever seen Stanford that low in rush defense. Um, and meanwhile, replacing McCaffrey was pretty easy because Bryce Love is leading the entire nation in rushing. But not to, not to sidetrack there, my money actually I'm going to put on Arizona State to cover this huge spread. Uh, they went toe-to-toe and actually upset Oregon last week. It's just an explosive offense with Manny Wilkins and the Todd Graham system. It's all tempo. So I think they're going to score points eventually on Stanford. I just don't see a, a Pac-12 shootout being spread by 17 like that. It's pretty high. Okay. So Arizona State, where is that game? Is that at Stanford or is it? It's at, yeah, it's at Stanford. And okay. um, to be honest, I don't really find much of a home field advantage no, that's, there. That's, yeah, that's my uh, last question. If at all, you know. Yeah, and like you see that, you know, they'll show the stadium. There'll be 30,000 folks there sometimes. So I'm with you. Not much of a home yeah, field advantage to, to there. To put it in your uh, SEC terms, it's probably the Vandy of the, of the Pac 12 in terms of home field advantages. Yeah, I was, I was actually at that game last weekend, and it was rough. Like, kind of felt embarrassed for Vanderbilt because it was like 70 to 30 uh, Tuscaloosa, our Alabama fans in that stadium. And that's, you know, number one team at home. You got to show up a little better than that. But. Oh well. Yeah, of course. So, um, and it's it's almost karma for uh, for that one player calling out Alabama. Yep, he was picture saving the machine coming in there, fifty nine nothing, right? Yep, I was sitting next to uh, right above the the tunnel where the Vandy guys were going back in at halftime, and he was he was definitely hearing about that as he was running in. <laughs> oh. oh man! All right, so you got us uh, the Arizona State plus seventeen, and then you got USC minus three. So a couple Pac twelve games is some of your best bets. Uh, what was another game you were looking at? Yeah, the, the last major Vegas that we have, I, um, you know, my focus on our site is Pac-12 and Big Ten. Our mm-hmm. other co-owner, Mike Nawazia, covers the ACC and SEC. Okay. Uh, and as an ACC guy, he's pretty confident in the game over here. It's Florida State, Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, Florida State is only favored by, I think, six and a half right now. And I know you look at the records, right? This is why some betters are not, not lazy, but just not as, as educated, right? They, they see 4-0 and Wake, 0-2 Florida State. So I think that line has shrunk down to within a touchdown. I, we think it's kind of ridiculous. The talent disparities on these teams are, are pretty striking. You have Florida State who recruits in the top three or top four every year, decade. Wake Forest is barely top 80. Um, so the talent is definitely there, albeit young. Um, we think they're going to come out with their, their heads on fire here after going 0-2. So they're going to be focused, motivated. Meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, you have Wake Forest, who uh, actually was in a dogfight with App State. No knocks on App State. I know they're one of the strongest group of five teams, but uh, I think the score was 20 to 19. So you know they're they're pretty beat up coming into this one. And uh, I think the Florida State really gets it done, at least by a touchdown. In fact, Mike happened by 14. Okay. So you closing it out with uh, Florida State. Is that's on the road too as well, right? I think so, and like like we just mentioned, there's zero home field no. advantage at BPNC <laughs> Stadium down there, so yeah. uh, that's not really a threat. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, well, uh, before we get you out of here, let's uh, let's get one double-digit dog that you think's got a chance to win outright this weekend. Double-digit dog? Well, I mean, hey, if I'm so high on Arizona State plus 17, I might as well take a money line, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that, that could be your straight-up winner. Stanford, like I mentioned earlier, um, Poor rush defense. They got they got housed by San Diego State, um, and the UCLA win. I don't know how important that'll be, or how impressive that'll end up being. A team UCLA that should have lost to A and M and did lose to Memphis, group of five. So I don't I don't think that Stanford is, is deserving of the 17 point spread, albeit even a favorite at all. So I look at that as kind of a toss up. So if you want to make a nice money money line bet, that's great value. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. 
Well, thank you so much, Brett, for joining us again. That's Brett Sianza from uh, Pick 6 Previews. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Pick 6 Previews or Pick6Previews.com. Um, Brett, so, uh, thanks so much for joining us this week. Thanks, Blake. Yep. You guys do good work over there. Keep it up. All right. Again, we'd like to thank Brett from joining us uh, for joining us. Y'all go check that out. Good stuff for Pick Six previews. A lot of good uh, Twitter recaps and that kind of thing. Uh, it's a fun follow. So y'all go check them out. But we got college football Thursday night matchup. Finally, a little bit of a decent Thursday night game. Boom. We got Texas and Iowa State. Uh, it's at Iowa State in Ames. Good little matchup there on a Thursday night. Um, the line. When I sent out the little preview this morning for us, it was at six. It's since dropped to five. Is that changing your uh, your stance on this at all, Ben? Where are you leaning towards? Oh, man, it does a little bit. But, I mean, I still have to stick with Iowa State. I think that's still who's getting some value here. I mean, Texas has come a hell of a long way since their start, getting blown off the damn stance by uh, the Turfs. I I think that Iowa State being at home is why that line's moving a right. little bit, getting closer to game time. Thursday night games, I mean, they're always going to be tricky. I think that this is going to be the first close Thursday night game of the year so far. So I'm going to I'm going to take the point to go with the Cyclones. Yep, I'm wrong with you there too. Um, I think that that's a tricky place to play, a little bit underrated. Uh, both teams, if I am correct, were off last week. And so, I mean, ample prep time on both ends. Iowa State's really not that bad. I don't know which Texas is – I mean, I think they're more – kind of a cop-out, obviously, but I think they're more in the middle of that that USC game and then that um, Maryland game. Don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I assume it's going to be the freshman who came in for Buchel at uh, USC. But we'll see on that front. Uh, I like Iowa State at home, plus the five, plus the six, whatever it is. I think you see maybe a 24-20 kind of game. Texas. I think think they had such an emotional high last week against USC. Right. I mean, almost winning that game. That Are they really going to be able to turn right back around in a Thursday night game? No, I mean, that was two weeks ago. So, I mean, they had the off week. Yeah, but I'm talking about in a college football atmosphere, not in the damn weight room. Okay. Jerking each other around. Okay, so you're yeah okay on field first on field experience since that soul crushing loss yeah twenty four twenty is my official prediction Texas but take the points Iowa State Thursday night in Ames next up uh, Friday night game this might be the best game of the weekend Friday night lights out in Washington Washington State hosting the USC Trojans as three and a half point dogs USC is only a three and a half point road favorite. Uh, USC, again, pretty lackluster performance, it's safe to say, against Cal last week. Um, that might have been a little bit of an emotional come down from the Texas game. Boomer, what's your stance on this? I mean, really, there's not much to judge Washington State off of this year. They barely beat a Boise State team that seems very pedestrian and they were that we saw crushed. last week. Um, Oregon State. Not good. Nevada, not good. That being said, I mean, three and a half points at home. Washington State's fans are going to be up their first big game of the year. It's going to be a touchdown game either way. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to ride with USC on this one. Not very confident. Don't love it. Probably not going to play it. But I'm going to I'm going to take the the three and a half right here going into Wazoo, and we'll see, we'll watch it right out. I think maybe uh, Darnold uh, might start his Heisman campaign up this weekend. Yeah, I'm big on USC in this game. I think that this was one of those that you have an instance of really the most prominent game either of these two teams has played has been Texas-USC, and USC didn't look great in that game. They beat a Tech – barely – I mean, it took double overtime to beat a Texas team who lost to Maryland a couple weeks before that. So I think that's what's going to be fresh in a lot of folks' minds. Uh, Washington State hasn't really – I mean, like you said, they beat Boise, but they were down by like 21 in that game. I think they went to four overtime, something like that. It was a crazy game, but it was late night. Nobody stayed up and watched it. 
So really, a lot of folks' mind is just USC's not that great. I don't think they're as good as a lot of folks think they are, but I also don't think that Washington State – I like Mike Leach a lot. I think he's a great coach. But I think he's kind of maxed out at that program. I don't think they're ever going to win a Pac-12 title out there. You know, last year they were in a similar spot, I guess you could say, against Washington that last game of the year, and Washington housed them pretty good. So I'm going to side with USC. Way too much talent on that team. Um, and I think three and a half. I mean, I could see this 10, maybe 14-point game, so give me the Trojans on the road in this one Friday night. Next up, we've got the uh, – we're switching to Saturday finally. Georgia Bulldogs traveling to Tennessee, to Knoxville. The Dogs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Tennessee. Um, Boomer, what's your, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I was kind of surprised whenever this line came out after uh... – how bad the uh, Bulldogs beat the brakes off of the Bulldogs last weekend. And more than likely the line would have been around seven, maybe six and a half, but it only going up by half a point kind of gives me a moment of pause right here. Tennessee's clearly the more desperate team, Butch Jones, you know, obviously on the hot seat, they have to have a signature win this year. They're playing at home. I'm getting the hook in this game. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to be playing this game unless I OD on Coors Light before 3:30. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the balls once again. Very hesitantly. See, I love these games. I love these scheduled games this week, and that's not always the case. I like Tennessee a lot in this game. You don't hear that from me often, but I think Georgia was in a good spot last week. They had the um, they had the big win against Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a good football team, but. You know, I, like I said on the spot last week, I don't think they're quite ready to go on the road and challenge the the Georgias of the world. Uh, we'll see about this weekend with Auburn, but I, I think Tennessee, like you said, you hit on that. Bush Jones is desperate. I mean, they barely beat UMass last week. I think it was like seventeen thirteen at home against UMass. So look ahead spot last week for them definitely. Uh, Kelly should get the ball a little more. Georgia's good. Low-scoring game, but I think Tennessee keeps it within the number at home, plus 7.5. Next up, like I just mentioned, uh, we got the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Another primetime road SEC game for the Bulldogs. Traveling to Jordan-Hare this weekend, taking on the Auburn Tigers. Um, Nine-point dogs the Bulldogs are this time. Uh, No word if Chuck Person will be the honorary uh, captain or not for this game. Uh, Rumor has it he will not. Mississippi State, again, nine-point underdogs at Auburn. Boomer, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, this one, we were talking about it earlier. It's The line doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make sense for two different reasons. It's either total prisoner of the moment, Mississippi State laying an egg last week, and Auburn just coming out and showing that they actually have a living, breathing offense. And the other side of that being – that the line makers just wanted to go up to go ahead and throw Auburn out there at nine, see what happens. They actually threw him out there at 10 right at the end of the game on Saturday. And it's been bet down to nine. That being said, I, I'm going to take Auburn only because I think Mississippi state, it, the game last week was almost like an Alabama game. Guys are definitely sore. They have one good player on our defensive line, and he is a badass that will be playing on Sundays. But I think the Auburn defensive line can hold Fitzgerald. They can kind of corral him, and that seems to be the only offense for Mississippi State. Whether Auburn's offense will show up, probably not. But I can tell you that they will start the game with the half-pack dive. So if anybody wants to go ahead and throw that that bet out there, you can probably get – Maybe minus 175 that Auburn's first uh, play from scrimmage will be the halfback dots. I'd definitely take that one. Okay, fair enough. Um, what do you think if these two teams were on a bye last week? What do you think this line is? Four? Uh, they were both on a bye. Probably. I mean, maybe even three and a half. You know, it's, it's going to be perceived a hell of a lot more even, obviously. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe three plus one twenty five, three and a half, something like that. Yeah, so I, I can't put that much faith in a one week 
I like Mississippi State. I said it from the beginning of the year. This is a team I'm probably going to back a lot this year. I think they'll be underrated. I'm kind of glad they got house last week because I think that maybe that puts them down a little bit closer to where they might actually be in the eyes of Vegas. They're soaring a little too high, but uh, I think plus nine gives us some value here. Uh, Auburn will probably eke out the W, but they they just don't – they haven't looked great in these, in these games against Mississippi State or really – Anyone against not Missouri since Malzahn's been there, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Auburn will get the win, like I said, but I think Fitzgerald will be able to keep it within the number. Mullins, a, he's a hell of a coach, and I think that ten point or nine points on the road with him against an Auburn team that, like like we said, had this game been played a week ago, maybe he's a four or five, three and a half, maybe even point spread. So uh, I'm gonna not put too much faith in the last week and take the the Mississippi State Bulldogs here. The line, the line is so high that it doesn't make sense. And I always go the way the side that doesn't make sense to take on these games. But see, I think let me let's check a little public on this game. I believe it's uh, Mississippi State or uh, Auburn. No, nah, it's Mississippi State. Fifty-two to forty-eight. I mean, it's not like it's a big number, but yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Friday, uh, Saturday night game. Next up, game day's matchup this weekend: uh, Blacksburg, Virginia Tech at home versus Clemson. Yeah, versus Clemson, seven and a half point home dog. Virginia Tech is. You know that place will be rocking. Uh, Clemson, three pretty tough matchups in a row, or four really. Auburn uh, defensive struggle. They got that one fourteen to six, and they went on the road and they took care of uh, Louisville pretty well. Then Boston College had them in a dogfight. It was seven to seven at the end of the third, and. Uh, Clemson came out and put 27 up in the fourth. Turned it on a little bit. Now, fourth game, four weeks, tough, pretty tough opponent, especially defensively, on the road in Blacksburg, seven-and-a-half-point dog. I'm back in Virginia Tech here. I think that will start to catch up with uh, Clemson a little bit, especially since you're getting the hook on this game. I think it's a very, very uh, – it's a good-looking spread there with that hook right there. Ben, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what I, I don't know is, is I don't know if Virginia Tech's a good football team at all. No clue whatsoever. They, they beat West Virginia. I mean, Who I think is pretty good. West Virginia, I, I, think, I think they're all right, but, I mean, nobody really knows. Right. And then they totally shut out Old Dominion last week. But see, but, the, that's the deal. You get, with Virginia Tech, you get – a team who has played a couple of softer opponents the past couple of weeks. I think the rest. You is. you also get a team that most of the public doesn't know how good they are, and the line makers do. I believe. I would have thought that this line would have been ten, no question about it. Going into this game, it probably should have been maybe nine and a half. But the fact that they threw it out at seven, knowing it would immediately would get put pushed up to seven and a half, it may. Hit eight, I don't know. If it hits eight, it'll hit eight for maybe an hour and a half and come back down. But it's not going to go back to seven. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Gen Tech on this one, let it ride with them, getting the home team. The play's going to be crazy. Last chance for Clemson to lose this year. So we'll see. I mean, you know, old, old Coach Fire, he, uh, he's going to be making it rain all night in Blacksburg. Fuente. It's uh, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a hell of an atmosphere. We know that much. Uh, I'm excited to watch that one Saturday night. Next up, we'll get to some NFL games here in just a minute. You know, it's a Thursday night game. First game, we got the Bears and the Packers. And like I, you know, always people are asking me who you betting on, and I always tell them who you betting with is just as important as who you're betting on. MyBookie.ag, we use them. Hundred percent match bonus if you go. Deep fried, all caps, promo code. I've been hitting on this, but I'm telling you, I mean, these people are great. I've had some questions. They've got a live chat on their website. You know, you just ask them a quick question. Hey, where's this game? They'll let you know. Hey, you know, what's the best way to get a payout? They'll let you know. Uh, great customer service. Really like the best in the industry that I've used, and I've used quite a few over the years. Uh, in-game live betting. Last weekend in Nashville, that came in handy a lot. Uh, quickest payouts in the business. Again, deep fried, all caps, promo code, mybookie.ag. Y'all go check them out. But like I hit on that Thursday night game, Bears-Packers. NFC North divisional game Thursday night. Should be interesting up in Lambeau. Bears are a seven-point dog on the road. Boomer, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about these Thursday night games. Usually I'm going with 
the home team, unless the home team's catching 13 or 14 points. This week's no different. The Bears clearly have no value with how they played last week and in some of the previous weeks against the Falcons. And Obviously, last week against the Steelers getting a win, Packers are a bit banged up. I was surprised to see the seven get thrown out there. I think I would feel a hell of a lot more comfortable at six and a half. But Thursday night, I mean, something about these Thursday night games, their white team just doesn't want to be there. They're not right. These NFL players, it takes at least damn six days to get them back to about 70%. So I'm going to ride with Aaron Rodgers on this one. I've seen crazier things happen. But I can tell you one thing. It ain't going to be crazy if the Packers beat the brakes off the Bears on Thursday night. No, you're right. It's definitely going to be – I mean, it's probably the smart side to be on. But I'm I'm fading a little bit. I like the Bears in this matchup. You know, probably just a little little small play on this just to have some action on it. Um, Yeah, I think the Bears winning last week. I'm I'm glad it's at seven because you're getting a little more value. I mean, these Thursday night games – last week was actually great – Really enjoyed that San Francisco Los Angeles Rams game, but uh, don't know if we'll get the same expectations here. But I think the Bears, you know, defense is a lot better than people give them credit for. They've been shitty the past couple of years, but they've upgraded a lot on that side of the ball. Uh, the Steelers' win was kind of an aberration. I don't think that's uh, who they are, but I think they can keep it within the number on the road tomorrow night. It might be a push, but I'll take the seven and and probably be on the sharp side even though betting against Aaron Rodgers you never really are on the sharp side but we'll see tomorrow night Thursday or tonight Thursday night game uh next up we got a little AFC West clash we got the Broncos and we got the Raiders uh Raiders are three-point dogs on the road at Denver and I believe my Amazon Echo just started going off in the other room so I'm gonna go check on that Boomer uh, tell us who you got on this well, I think that uh, Alexa was telling you to pick the Raiders in this spot. They clearly have the most value of probably any team of the week. I absolutely love this game. The Broncos, obviously, last week I went against them. That ended up paying out. That's the only, that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of caution right here. But, you know, I mean, Derek Carr, he's going to get back on track, obviously, Last week, um, disappointment game against the Redskins on Sunday Night Football. I think they clearly bounced back here. Offensive line issues, that was just a total outlier for both sides. So, give me the uh, give me the Raiders and the points. I think it's going to be a very close game. Broncos offense hasn't really shown me a whole hell of a lot, and I'm betting against Trevor Simeon. I like the spot. Yep, I'm with you. like the Raiders here as well. Uh, Simeon was getting way too much love to start the season. And hopefully that's that's come down a little bit. That I mean, the defense is really good. I still think it's overrated. People consider them in an all-time, you know, good spot for a defense. I don't think they're there. I think that uh, the Oakland can, can carve them up a little bit. You know, they were awful last weekend. So, usually if you see a primetime team do that, uh, they bounce back in a pretty good way the next weekend. I'm with you. I think it's a really close game. It could be a great game to watch, uh, but I like the Raiders plus three in this one as well. Next up, Sunday night football. And, man, what a doozy this one's going to be. Seattle at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. 13-point uh, home favorites against the the Colts, who got a win as a home underdog against the Browns last weekend. Uh, who you got here, Boom? Yeah, I didn't really uh, understand why the NFL scheduled the Colts yeah. versus Seahawks. Don't they have the flex be... matchup here? Um, I I don't know. I know if they don't have it's a good primetime game. So, mm-hmm. clearly, they gave uh, Roger Goodell a coloring book, and he just went ahead and wrote these two names out whenever he was figuring it out. And that's a good but job for him. The fact that the Seahawks are getting 13 points – I mean, the Colts did win last week. You know, it's not like they got blown out by the Browns. They did handle business last week. 13 points make zero sense because Russell Wilson has scored 13 points the entire damn season. No, they put it on the the Titans a little bit last week. Oh, yeah, they came out with a win? Uh, No, they scored 28, though, I think. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? 
hell of a job by them. I, I'm mistaken. They, he scored a couple of touchdowns in one week last week. 13 points makes absolutely zero sense. The Colts are coming in with the public's backing for whatever reason. That's that's not sharp money coming in on the Colts right there. That's definitely public money because the Sharps are more than likely going to stay away. They're not going to come in until the absolute last second because the line should have been going up in this spot. So makes uh, makes zero sense to me. I'm going to eat the 13 points and take Seattle right here. Yep, I'm back and riding with you again here too. Um, wow, really? I'm I am blown away that you were going with Seattle. Right yeah, when I was writing out the games, you know, I always try to do the Sunday and Monday night games, and saw that Colts, and I was like, yeah, well, there's a 13 slam dunk plus 13, and uh, in the NFL, I'm always going to take that. But no, I'm actually riding with Seattle here. I think that people are overreacting. The, the best best thing that could have happened for Seattle, even though they lost last week, was they got that offense going. So, you know, they're going to have a little more confidence on that side of the ball. In the locker room this weekend, they know that they can, can get the ball moving a little bit. This Indianapolis defense is terrible. Cleveland put up 28 on them last week. Uh, yeah, and I think that Brissett, you know, he played – Decent game against the Cardinals, played pretty well against the Browns, but he ain't seen anything like this Seahawks defense. Primetime Sunday night at home, that place will be rocking. Uh, blowout. I mean, I think this could be 41-3 to three or just something awful. Uh, I mean, Seattle has it in the bag, especially in a primetime game. They played shitty the entire yeah, year. They have played terrible, Obviously. and they always do this. They always play shitty, and then they kind of get the people off of them. And then they'll have one of these games, like they're going to have Sunday – maybe even two weeks' worth, and then they'll go back to Usually Cleveland. it's against the 49ers, but I do agree with you. They yeah. do always have – they're always they'll, the spot. They'll go back to grinding it out for a few weeks, and then they'll have another one of those. I mean, I love I, – I think this is one of those – I mean, you have to go back to the beginning of the season. This was a team that came into Vegas ranked in the top three in the NFC. I mean – they have fallen so much now. I believe I saw yesterday that they're now ranked eighth. Why are they getting 13 points? It's because the line makers are not moving the line on a week-to-week basis. Right. Yeah, I mean, literally I think this one, go to bed at halftime and you'll you'll I mean, you'll know by halftime that you've got your money and it's not going to be – you have to worry about a backdoor. I, I don't I, – I mean, this is really – I almost wrote this down for the lock. That's how much I love it. And it's a home team getting thir- – I mean, it's a team in the NFL getting 13. Almost never take that bet, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about Seattle on this one. Um, so that's the uh, the Sunday night game. Monday night game, yeah, a little better maybe. I don't know. You got the Washington Redskins on the road getting six and a half, seven. Depends on where you get it, who you get it from. MyBookie.ag, though. Uh, six and a half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Monday night football, boom, where uh, where you head at? Where's your head at on this one? Um, well, I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, really? personally. I think that the line is set almost exactly right. I mean, playing in Kansas City on Monday night football, that stadium has been – stadium's almost overtaken Seattle, in my opinion, whenever you're watching it on TV. Oh, I've never been and there forth. because I – I could give a shit about it, the Kansas City Chiefs, honestly. But I would love to hang out with the – Eddie Reed at a Dunkin' Donuts. Hey man, he's down like sixty life. pounds, bro. Yeah, I know. I mean, don't knock the hustle. Different. Don't knock the hustle. <laughs> it must have been all that uh, those Weight Watchers McDonald's double cheeseburgers that he's, Absolutely, uh, you know, you know about those. Oh yeah, double cheeseburger max off. In this game, it is this the double cheeseburger max sauce of the weekend. <laughs> this is the extra max sauce pick of the weekend okay. right here. The line started out at nine and a half. Now, that's what it was on Sunday, right before the Redskins beat the shit out of the Raiders. Since that happened, it's come all the way down to seven. I think you said it was six and a half. Now, oh, that's it's not at seven. Sure, but, I misspoke. It's at seven. Um, right here, you know, if it was at seven and a half. I would I would say take the Redskins and let it ride. What you're going to definitely see is, is the Redskins defensive line. Kerrigan is not going to be getting to Alex Smith like he got after Derek Carr. The Kansas City Chiefs have a totally different offensive scheme. They're doing the five yard dunk pass to the screen. Derek Carr throwing it down the field to 
Crabtree and Amari Cooper, he is going to be holding on to it for maybe a second and a half a little longer than Alex Smith. Kareem Hunt obviously has shown that he's a real player in the NFL. Kansas City's defense is going to be able to get after. I think Lamar Houston is going to be getting after Cousins pretty much most of the night. I mean, I would love to get this at six and a half. I don't think it's going to go down to six and a half. I mean, it's but, at six uh, and a half some places, so it's at minus one hundred five on seven. So yeah, I think you, I think you will very, very well maybe able to get a six and a half. I'll put it this way: I'll give out Kansas City, but if Seattle doesn't cover, Kansas City for sure will cover. Okay, that's that's weird. So you're giving the Chiefs at seven. Yeah, so okay. I'm uh, giving the Redskins points in the NFL. I know it goes against my last pick, but uh, yeah, I don't think either of these teams are as good as their record indicates or what you have seen out of them. But yeah, I think that the uh, the Redskins are good at done. It's plus seven, cover the spread Monday night. Cousins. Can can deacon up a little bit. Uh, Peters won't be a huge factor in terms of his uh, ball hawking skills. I don't really. I mean, who's the number one receiver in Washington now? Is it Terrell Pryor? So yeah, I wish, I wish, but uh, no, that is not the case. I mean, I I think technically he is, but either way, give me the Redskins plus seven on the road Monday Night Football, and that's our scheduling NFL games. Uh, not the greatest week on paper in terms of matchups, but hell, neither was last weekend, and I think we were all delighted with that that ending right there. Uh, oh yeah, I may not even watch it yet, but you don't have to watch it for it to make you money. Right, absolutely. Uh, it was a good, 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 good weekend. Um, so next up, let's get to it, man. Let's get to the vault. Actually, before we get to the vault, let's get to the social media question of the week. Uh, Friend of the program, Sport Sander, S P O R T S A N D E R on Twitter. Uh, good guy, he's a loyal follower of Deep Fried Bets. Uh, hit us up with this question, boom. Who's uh, who's winning the Heisman this year? Oh shit, man, I have no clue. No clue. Not even going to t- a name out. I mean, Saquon Barkley after last weekend. I mean, I absolutely love Saquon Barkley, but you're not getting much value on him right now. And I'm all about if I'm going to spend money, I'm going to make money. I mean, if I have to get somebody else, it's going to be Saquon. But, you know, after this weekend, Sam Donald has a good game. You know, he's, I think he's getting, what, plus 700 right now? Maybe a so, little more than that. You know, that's where the value play is. Uh, Penn State's going to have to show me something because they really pissed me off last weekend by not hitting that cover against Iowa. Once again, like I said, always lose money on Iowa just like death and taxes. But, yeah, Saquon Barkley, I mean, that's a safe pick yeah. if that's think, the kind of human being you are. Yeah, I think he's the front runner. I still like uh, Mason Rudolph, Oklahoma. He'll uh, He's going to put up numbers like crazy, and as long as they don't drop more than one more game, he'll be in the running there at the end just because his. I mean, he'll have video game numbers. That was kind of my preseason guy, so I'm going to stick with him. Uh, it's a little bit of a value play, Mason Rudolph. All right, so now let's get to the vault. As always, the vault, our five favorite non-scheduled games of the week. Uh, scheduled games are always going to be the bigger matchups. So these are kind of the games that aren't the biggest matchups of the weekend. Uh, Boomer, let's go ahead and get to it. What's your, uh, what's your vault looking like? Oh, you know I'm going to go ahead and start on my team, the uh, New Mexico Lobos. Oh, Lobos. Now, game opened up at Lobos minus one. It since jumped a shark and gone over to uh, – I'm sorry, it started at plus one, gone back. Lobos are now minus one. You know what? It's it's Air Force. I'm not worried. I'll go ahead and take the Lobos. I'll ride or die with those guys. Next, going with Memphis. Why am I going with Memphis? Because they can score a shit ton of points. Why am I betting against UCF? Because I haven't really watched them at all, all year because they haven't played all year. I think Memphis is in prime spot. They're also catching four. Go ahead and grab it. Florida teams, I mean, South Florida surprised me last week. I don't think it's going to happen again this week. Then, going with a team that made a lot of people a lot of money last week, NC State Wolfpack. Now, you got to go ahead and need 12 points, but they're going to win by 28 against Syracuse anyway. I wouldn't worry about it. Syracuse isn't going to score this game. Then, going with the Browns, spicing it up a little bit for you. 
getting a little bit of value here after the uh, very poor performance against the Colts. I think the Bengals got extremely lucky. It was a good spot for them last week. Now they have to go into Cleveland. Cleveland's fans have a little bit of hope. It's going to be loud. Andy Dalton still sucks. And Cleveland's also catching three at home. Then I'm going to round it out with the old Baltimore Ravens catching three at home also against the Steelers who lost against the Bears last week. I know it gets confusing at times. Doesn't make sense why the Steelers lost to a shitty team in the Bears. Baltimore, however, lost to an even worse team by a larger margin in London. It'll be nice to be home for a week, playing at home, catching three, give me the Ravens. Okay. So you got the Ravens, Browns, uh, NC State, and what was the one before New Mexico? Uh, after New Mexico was Memphis plus three. Memphis. Or plus four. Plus four. Memphis plus four, and then New Mexico minus one. Uh, some solid plays there. Some solid plays. I like it. Uh, let's, get, let's get to my vault, though. We're starting off in the NFL. We're taking Phillip Rivers. We're taking Marmalade. We're taking the Chargers at home against the Eagles. Carson Wentz is not very good on the road. Go look at his road splits versus his home splits as an NFL starter. Uh, he's not great on the road. Uh, very good at home, not good on the road. Uh, San Diego, or no, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, that that should not happen or exist, but, God, it's awful. Uh, at home, they, uh, they're they going to get the win this week, so take the money line. I think the line's around plus one, plus two. Just go ahead and take the money line. Don't worry about the points there. Next up, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Atlanta. Atlanta's 3-0, and two extremely close calls. Last play of the game. Probably should have lost last weekend. That's, that shit's got to catch up, up to them at some point. They're, uh, they're eight-point favorites. The Bills getting eight on the road. Uh, I think the Bills can kind of keep a little momentum from last weekend. Take the plus eight. Next up, remember you hit on that Memphis game a little bit? Central Florida versus Memphis. The over-under on that game is 69, and go ahead and take it. That is going to be a weirdly bet game because it's a makeup game from the Hurricane. These two teams had other teams scheduled this week. They had to cancel them. So not a lot of folks are going to have this prominently displayed at the book. You're not going to have to worry about too much public money on this. Uh, so I think over 69 is a good play between Central Florida and Memphis. Next up. Ugh, can't believe I'm giving this out. North Carolina plus 10 at Georgia Tech. I'm going to keep fading Georgia Tech because I don't think they're that good. It's bit me in the ass a couple times so far. But I will take North Carolina plus 10 this weekend. And finally, Pac-12 after dark, but not Pac-12. Mountain West after dark. We're chasing those Rainbow Warriors, baby. You're going to be up till 3 in the morning trying to get that Hawaii money. But you're going to make it eventually. Hawaii plus seven at home against Colorado State. Nick Rolovich, great coach, uh, going big places. Mike Bobo, okay coach. Uh, he will try to cover if he can. We know that when it comes to Colorado State. But I like the Rainbow Warriors plus seven at home late, late night on Saturday. So let's run through that again. Chargers money line against the Eagles. Bills plus eight against the Falcons. UCF, Memphis over 69. North Carolina plus 10 against Georgia Tech and Hawaii plus 7 against Colorado State is my vault for the weekend. Lots and lots of winners in there. Yeah, hard to hard to see you going with the Chargers again, man. My stomach can't handle it. This, uh, they're, they're on blacklist. Last week. They're on blacklist territory. We added a new team to yeah. the blacklist last week, by the way, in Pitt. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're no longer a viable option yeah. to spend your money on. Pitt has been shitlisted. Uh, and this is your last chance, Philip Rivers. So uh, don't get on that shit list. All right, that's our vault. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll revisit the uh, Giants in Week Nine or Ten this year. Right, but they're still on the shit list, even though that's probably a decent play against uh, Tampa this weekend. All right, well let's get to it. It's everybody's favorite favorite segment of the show. Sorry, guys, I just got a little too excited. Stone Cold Steve Austin like of the week. Let's hear the music, boys. Let's drink some cold beer. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. Boomer, who are you rolling with? Oh, man, I'm about to dash you folks with a nice cold bucket of Coors Light knowledge right here. Coming in hot with the team that made a lot of a lot of pockets a little bit richer. And God give us and God take us away. I'm riding with Florida State this week against the undefeated Wake Forest Gross. Demon Deacon. God. 
got to eat seven and a half points, but love the spot for Florida State. Line was supposed to be 10, has just completely crumbled and gone all the way to seven and a half. May even catch it at seven in some spots. I think that they come out and just are ruthless about this. Quarterback didn't look terrible against NC State. NC State has a fantastic defensive line. By the way, who called, that, last week. Who, who called that game? I believe I did. I believe I called the outright winner NC State. So, Florida State is going to come out. Probably not going to have too hard of a time. ABC 330 game. It's not the noon game. People are going to be a little bit awake. Jimbo, I mean, come on. It's Jimbo Fisher. He's not going to be embarrassed twice. He's going to make for damn sure he's not going to be embarrassed this weekend. So, roll with Florida State this weekend. Florida State, okay. I don't love it. Um, Pick 6 previews talked about that a little bit earlier. They liked uh, Florida State in that as well. But it's like I said, they don't have an established quarterback. I'm going to fade them until Blackman can show me something. And last week wasn't it. So uh, my Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. I kind of struggled with this. But in the end, you know, I went with a great humanitarian that is Deshaun Watson at home, Texans plus two, but I'm taking the money line. I'm not worrying about the points. Going to get a little bit of extra value with that uh, money line on that plus two. But I, I like it. The uh, the Houston Texans plus two are my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week, and that does it. That does it for our picks. Uh, lots of winners last weekend. Me eleven and five, Boomer ten and six. So all we can do is continue to improve off of that. We're both above five hundred, and we're going to stay there for the rest of the year. So Deep Fried Bets podcast, we got winners. Boomer send you off into the weekend with something. What is it? Oh man, just uh, I want you to be safe out there. Gamble money. You don't have gamble money. You do have. Just make sure that you're reaching into your pockets and having a little bit of a good time from 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock on Saturday. Okay. So uh, lots of winners Saturday and Sunday, boom. Lots of winners to be had on Sunday too. Oh, oh, I'm I'm all, I'm just focused on Saturday right now. I'll, I'll roll that money into Sunday. Okay. Then I'll roll that money into Monday. Then I'll roll that money into Tuesday and so on. And so hey, forth. next so week, next well. Wednesday night, real life college football. We're we're coming back with that. So. Uh, a little midweek action next week. Uh, again, we appreciate y'all tuning in. We really do. Uh, thanks again. Pick 6 Previews for being on with us, helping us uh, break down the, the college football weekend a little bit. And uh, really, tell your friends. Check us out. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, defriedbets.com, obviously. We're all over the place. But uh, we couldn't do it without y'all. Love the uh, continued interaction. Hit us up. And uh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>